Welcome to the Counting Sleep Podcast. Today, I'm going to tell you an incredibly boring story about the history of cyberpunk. If you find yourself drifting off to sleep, please hit that like and subscribe button before you drift away. And I promise you good dreams of electric sheep. Cyberpunk is a subgenre of science fiction in a dystopian futuristic setting that tends to focus on a combination of low life and hard tech. Featuring futuristic technological and scientific achievements, such as artificial intelligence and cybernetics juxtaposed with societal collapse, dystopia, or decay. Much of cyberpunk is rooted in the new wave science fiction movement of the 1960s and the 1970s, when writers like Philip K. Dick, Michael Moorcock, John Brunner, Philip Jose Farmer, and Harlan Ellison examined the impact of drug culture, technology, and the sexual revolution while avoiding the utopian tendencies of earlier science fiction. Comics exploring cyberpunk themes began appearing as early as Judge Dredd, first published in 1977 and released in 1984. William Gibson's influential debut novel, Neuromancer, helped solidify cyberpunk as a genre, drawing influence from punk subculture and early hacker culture. Other influential cyberpunk writers included Bruce Sterling and Rudy Rucker. The Japanese cyberpunk subgenre began in 1982 with the debut of Katashiro Otomo's manga series Akira, with its 1988 anime film adaption, also directed by Otomo, later popularizing the subgenre. Early films in the genre included Ridley Scott's 1982 film Blade Runner, one of several of Philip K. Dick's works that have been adapted into films. In this case, do androids dream of electric sheep? The first cyberpunk television series was the TV series Max Headroom from 1987, playing in a futuristic dystopia ruled by an oligarchy of television networks and where computer hacking played a central role in many storylines. The films like Johnny Mnemonic and New Rose Hotel, both based on short stories by William Gibson, flopped commercially and critically, while The Matrix Trilogy and Judge Dredd were some of the most successful cyberpunk films. Newer cyberpunk media includes Blade Runner 2049, a sequel to the original 1982 film, Dread, which was not a sequel to the original movie, Upgrade, Alita Battle Angel, based on the 1990s Japanese manga Battle Angel Alita, 
the 2018 Netflix TV series, Altered Carbon, based on Richard K. Morgan's 2002 novel of the same name. The 2020 remake of 1997 role-playing video game Final Fantasy VII, and the video game Cyberpunk 2077, based on R. Talosian Games' 1988 table role-playing game, Cyberpunk. Lawrence Person has attempted to define the content and the ethos of the cyberpunk literary movement, stating that classic cyberpunk characters were marginalised, alienated loners who lived on the edge of society in a generally dystopic future where daily life was impacted by rapid technological change, a ubiquitous data sphere of computerised information and invasive modification of the human body. Cyberpunk plots often centre on conflict among artificial intelligences, hackers and megacorporations, and tend to be set on a near-future Earth rather than in far-future settings or galactic vistas found in novels such as Isaac Asimov's Foundation or Frank Herbert's Dune. The settings are usually post-industrial dystopias, but tend to feature extraordinary cultural ferment and the use of technology in ways never anticipated by its original inventors. The street finds its own uses for things. Much of the genre's atmosphere echoes film noir, and written works in the genre often use techniques from detective fiction. These are sources who view that cyberpunk has shifted from a literary movement into a mode of science fiction due to the limited number of writers and its transition to a more generalised cultural formation. The origins of cyberpunk are rooted in the new wave science fiction movement of the 1960s and 1970s, where new worlds, under the editorship of Michael Moorcock, began inviting and encouraging stories that examined new writing styles techniques, and archetypes. Reacting to conventional storytelling, new wave authors attempted to present the world where society is coped with the constant upheaval of new technology and culture, generally with dystopian outcomes. Writers like Roger Zelaney, Philip Jose Farmer, and Harlan Ellison often examined the impact of drug culture, technology, and the sexual revolution with an avant-garde style influenced by the Beat Generation, especially William S. Burroughs' science fiction writing, Dadaism, and their own ideas. Ballard attacked the idea that stories should follow the archetypes popular at the time of ancient Greece, and the assumption that these would somehow be the same ones that would call to modern readers. As Joseph Campbell argued, in The Hero with a Thousand Faces. Instead, Ballard wanted to write a new myth for the modern reader, a style with more psycholiterary ideas, more metabiological and metachemical concepts, private time systems, synthetic psychologies and space-times, more of a sombre half-worlds one glimpses in the painting of schizophrenics. This had a profound influence on a new generation of writers, some of whom would call the movement cyberpunk. 
one Bruce Sterling later said. In the circle of American science fiction writers of my generation, cyberpunks and humanists and so forth, Ballard was a towering figure. We used to have bitter struggles over who was more Ballardian than whom. We knew we were not fit to polish the man's boots, and we were scarcely able to understand how he could get to a position to do work which he might respect or stand. But at least we were able to see the peak achievement that he had reached. Ballard, Selesny, and the rest of New Wave were seen by the subsequent generations as delivering more realism to science fiction, and they attempted to build on this. Samuel R. Delaney's 1968 novel Nova is considered one of the major forerunners of the cyberpunk movement. It prefigures, for instance, cyberpunk's staple trope of human interfacing with computers via implants. Writer William Gibson claimed to be greatly influenced by Delaney. His novel Neuromancer includes allusions to Nova. Also influential, and generally cited as proto-cyberpunk, is the Philip K. Dick novel, Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep? First published in 1968, presenting precisely the general feeling of dystopian post-economic apocalyptic future, as Gibson and Sterling later deliver. It examines ethical and moral problems with cybernetic artificial intelligence in a way more realist way than Isaac Asimov's robot series that laid its philosophical foundations. Dick's protege and friend, K.W. Jeter, wrote a novel called Dr. Adder in 1972 that Dick lamented might have been more influential in the field had it been able to find a publisher at the time, and it was not published until 1984. After which, Jeter made the first book in a trilogy, followed by The Glass Hammer and Death Arms. Jeter wrote other standalone cyberpunk novels before going to write three authorised sequels to Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep, named Blade Runner 2, the Edge of Human, Blade Runner 3, Replicant Knight, and Blade Runner 4, I and Talon. Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep was made into the seminal movie Blade Runner, released in 1982. This was one year after William Gibson's story, Johnny Mnemonic helped move proto-cyberpunk concepts into the mainstream. That story, which also became a film years later in 1995, involves another dystopian future where human couriers deliver computer data, stored cybernetically in their own minds. The term cyberpunk first appeared as the title of a short story written by Bruce Bethke, written in 1980 and published in Amazing Stories in 1983. It was picked up by Gardner Dozis, editor of Isaac Asimov's science fiction magazine, and popularized in his editorials. 
Bethke says he made two lists of words, one for technology and one for troublemakers, and experimented with combining them variously into compound words, consciously attempting to coin a term that encompassed both punk attitudes and high technology. He described the idea thus. The kids who trashed my computer, their kids were going to be holy terrors, combining the ethical vacuity of teenagers with the technical fluency we adults could only guess at. Further, the parents and the other adult authority figures of the early 21st century were going to be terribly ill-equipped to deal with the first generation of teenagers who grew up truly speaking computer. Afterward, Doizos began using the term in his own writing, most notably a Washington Post article where he said, about the closest thing here to self-willed aesthetic school would be the purveyors of bizarre, hard-edged, high-tech stuff who have on occasion been referred to as cyberpunks. Sterling, Gibson, Shiner, Cardigan, Bear. About that time, in 1984, William Gibson's novel Neuromancer was published, delivering a glimpse into a future encompassed by what became an archetype of cyberpunk, virtual reality. With the human mind being fed light-based worldscapes through computer interface, some, perhaps ironically including Beth K himself, argued at the time that the writers whose style Gibson's books epitomized should be called Neuromantics, a pun on the name of the novel plus New Romantics, a term used for new wave pop music movement that just occurred in Britain. But this term did not catch on. Beth K later paraphrased Michael Squanwick's argument for the term the movement writers should properly be termed neuromantics, since so much of what they were doing is clearly in imitating neuromancer. Sterling was another writer who played a central role, often consciously in the cyberpunk genre, variously seen as either keeping it on track or distorting its natural path into a stagnant formula. In 1986, he edited a volume of cyberpunk stories called Merishades, the cyberpunk anthology, an attempt to establish what cyberpunk was from Sterling's perspective. In subsequent decades, the motifs of Gibson's Neuromancer became formulaic climaxing in the satirical extremes of Neil Stevenson's Snow Crash in 1992. Bookending the cyberpunk era, Beth K. himself published a novel in 1995 called Head Crash. Like Snow Crash, a satirical attack on the genre's excesses. Fittingly, it won an honour named after cyberpunk's spiritual founder, the Philip K. Dick Award. It satirized the genre this way, full of young guys with no social lives 
No sex lives, and no hope of ever moving out of their mother's basement. They're total wankers and losers who indulge in mesozoic fantasies about sometimes getting even with the world through almost magical computer skills, but whose actual use of the net amounts to dialing up the Scatophilia forum and downloading a few disgusting pictures. You know, cyberpunks. The impact of cyberpunk, though, has been long-lasting. Elements of both the setting and storytelling have become normal in science fiction in general, and a slew of subgenres now have punk tacked onto their names, most obviously steampunk, and a host of other cyberpunk derivatives. Primary figures in the cyberpunk movement include William Gibson, Bruce Sterling, Bruce Bethkay, John Shirley, and Philip K. Dick, whose novel Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep is seen as prefiguring the movement. Blade Runner, the movie based on this novel, can be seen as quintessential example of the cyberpunk style and theme. Video games, board games, and tabletop role-playing games such as Cyberpunk 2020 and Shadowrun often feature storylines that are heavily influenced by cyberpunk writing and movies. Beginning in the early 1990s, some trends in fashion and music were also labelled as cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is featured prominently in anime and manga, with Akira Ghost in the Shell and Cowboy Bebop being among the most notable. Cyberpunk writers tend to use elements from crime fiction, particularly hard-boiled detective fiction or film noir, and postmodernist prose to describe an often nihilistic underground side of an electronic society. The genre's vision of a troubled future is often called the antithesis of a generally utopian visions of the future popular in the 1940s and the 1950s. Gibson defines cyberpunk's antipathy towards utopian science fiction in his 1981 short story, The Gernsback Continuum, which pokes fun at and to a certain extent condemns utopian science fiction. In some cyberpunk writing, much of the action takes place online, in cyberspace, blurring the line between actual and virtual reality. A typical trope in such work is a direct connection between the human brain and computer systems. Cyberpunk settings are dystopias with corruption, computers and internet connectivity. Giant multinational corporations have for the most part replaced governments as centres of political, economic and even military power. The economic and technological state of Japan is a regular theme in the cyberpunk literature of the 1980s. Of Japan's influence on the genre, William Gibson said, modern Japan simply was 
cyberpunk. Cyberpunk is often set in urbanized artificial landscapes and city lights receding. Was used by Gibson as one of the genre's first metaphors for cyberspace and virtual reality. The cityscapes of Hong Kong has had major influences in the urban backgrounds, ambience, and settings in many cyberpunk works, such as Blade Runner and Shadowrun. Ridley Scott envisioned the landscape of a cyberpunk Los Angeles in Blade Runner to be Hong Kong on a very bad day. The streetscapes of the Ghost in the Shell film were based on Hong Kong. Its director, Mamoru Oshii, felt that Hong Kong's strange and chaotic streets, where old and new exist in confusing relationships, fit the theme of the film well. Hong Kong's Kowloon Walled City is particularly notable for its disorganized hyper-urbanization and breakdown in traditional urban planning to be an inspiration to cyberpunk landscapes. Portrayals of East Asia and Asians in Western cyberpunk have been criticized as Orientalist and promoting racist tropes playing on American and European fears of East Asian dominance. This has been referred to as techno-orientalism. One of the cyberpunk genre's prototype characters is Case, from Gibson's Neuromancer. Case is a console cowboy, a brilliant drug-addicted hacker who has been betrayed by his organized criminal partners. Robbed of his talent through a crippling injury inflicted by these vengeful partners, Case unexpectedly receives a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to be healed by expert medical care, but only if he participates in another criminal enterprise with a new crew. Like Case, many cyberpunk protagonists are manipulated or forced into situations where they have little or no control. They often begin their story with little to no power, starting in roles of underlings or burnouts. The story usually involves them breaking out of those lowly roles early on. They typically have bittersweet or negative endings, rarely making great gains by the end of the story. Protagonists often fit the role of outcasts, criminals, misfits, and malcontents, expressing the punk component from cyberpunk. Due to the morally ambiguous nature of the worlds they inhabit, cyberpunk protagonists are usually anti-heroes. They often engage with the society's drug subcultures or some other vice. Though they may morally or ethically oppose some of the more bleak aspects of their world, they are often too pragmatic or defeated to change them. Cyberpunk can be intended to disquiet readers and call them to action. It often expresses a sense of rebellion, suggesting one could describe it as a type of cultural revolution in science fiction. 
In the words of author and critic David Bren, a closer look at cyberpunk authors reveals that they nearly always portray future society in which governments have become wimpy and pathetic. Popular science tales by Gibson, Williams, Cadigan and others do depict Orwellian accumulations of power over the next century, but nearly always clutched in the secretive hands of the wealthy or the corporate elite. Cyberpunk stories have also been seen as fictional forecasts of the evolution of the internet. The earliest descriptions of a global communications network came long before the World Wide Web entered our popular awareness. Though not before traditional science fiction writers, such as Arthur C. Clarke, and some social commentators, such as James Burke, began predicting such networks would eventually form. Some observers cite that cyberpunk tends to marginalise sectors of society, such as women and Africans. It is claimed that, for instance, cyberpunk depicts fantasies that ultimately empower masculinity, using fragmentary and dissented aesthetic that culminate in masculine genre populated by male outlaws. Critics also note the absent of any reference to Africa or African-American characters in Blade Runner, while other forms reinforce stereotypes. Minnesota writer Ruth Bethke coined the term in 1983 for the short story Cyberpunk. The term was quickly appropriated as a label to be applied to the works of William Gibson, Bruce Sterling, Pat Gardigan, and others. Of these, Sterling became the movement's chief idealist, thanks to his fanzine Cheap Truth. John Shirley wrote articles on Sterling and Rucker's significance. John Brunner's 1975 novel, The Shockwave Rider, is considered by many to be the first cyberpunk novel, with many of the tropes commonly associated with the genre, some five years before the term was popularised by Doizos. William Gibson, with his novel Neuromancer, is arguably the most famous writer connected with the term cyberpunk. He emphasised style, a fascination with surfaces, an atmosphere over traditional science fiction tropes. Regarded as groundbreaking and sometimes the archetypal cyberpunk work, Neuromancer was awarded the Hugo, Nebula, and Philip K. Dick Awards. Count Zero and Mona Lisa Overdrive followed after Gibson's popular debut novel. According to the jargon file, Gibson's near-total ignorance of computers and the present-day hacker culture enabled him to speculate about the role of computers and hackers in the future in ways hackers have since found both irritatingly naive and tremendously stimulating. Early on, cyberpunk was hailed as a radical departure from science fiction standards and a new manifestation of vitality. 
Shortly thereafter, however, some critics arose to challenge its status as a revolutionary movement. Those critics said that the science fiction new wave of 1960s was far more informative as far as narrative techniques and styles were concerned. Furthermore, while Neuromancer's narrator may have had an unusual voice for science fiction, much older examples can be found. Gibson's narrative voice, for example, resembles that of an updated Raymond Chandler, as in his novel The Big Sleep. Others noted that almost all traits claimed to be uniquely cyberpunk could be found in older writers' works, often citing J.G. Ballard, Philip K. Dick, Stanislaw Lem, and even William S. Burroughs. For example, Philip K. Dick's works often contain recurring themes of social decay, artificial intelligence, paranoia, and blurred lines between objective and subjective realities. Humans linked to machines are also found in Paul and Kornbluth's Wolfbane, released in 1959, and Roger Zelaney's Creatures of Light and Darkness. In 1994, scholar Brian Stonehill suggested that Thomas Pynchon's 1973 novel Gravity's Rainbow not only curses, but precurses what we now glibly dub cyberspace. Other important predecessors include Alfred Bester's two most celebrated novels, The Demolished Man and The Stars, My Destination, as well as Werner Vinge's novella, True Names. Science fiction writer David Brin described cyberpunk as the finest free promotion campaign ever waged on behalf of science fiction. It may not have attracted the real punks, but it did ensnare many new readers, and it provided the sort of movement that postmodern literary critics found alluring. Cyberpunk made science fiction more attractive to the academics, argued Bren. In addition, it made science fiction more profitable to Hollywood and to visual arts generally. Although the self-important rhetoric and whines of persecution on the part of cyberpunk fans were irritating at worst and humorous at best, Bryn declares that the rebels did shake things up and we owe them a debt. Frederick Jameson considers cyberpunk the supreme literary expression of postmodernism and then late capitalism itself. Cyberpunk further inspired many professional writers who were not among the original cyberpunks to incorporate cyberpunk ideas into their own works, such as George Alec Effinger's When Gravity Fails. Wired Magazine created by Louis Rossetto and Jane Metcalf, mixes new technology, art, literature, and current topics in order to interest today's cyberpunk fans, which Paula Yu claims provides that hardcore hackers 
multimedia junkies, cyberpunks, and cellular freaks are poised to take over the world. The film Blade Runner, adapted from Philip K. Dick's To Android's Dream of Electric Sheep, is set in 2019, in a dystopian future in which manufactured beings called replicants are slaves used on space colonies and illegal prey on Earth to various bounty hunters who retire them. Although Blade Runner was largely unsuccessful in its first theatrical release, it found a viewership in the home video market and became a cult film. Since the movie amidst the religious and mythical elements of Dick's original novel, for example, Empathy Boxes and Wilbur Mercer, it falls more strictly within the cyberpunk genre than the novel does. William Gibson would later reveal that upon his first viewing of the film, he was surprised at how the look of the film matched his vision for Neuromancer, a book he was then working on. The film's tone has since been the staple of many cyberpunk movies, such as the Matrix trilogy, which uses a wide variety of cyberpunk elements. The number of films in this genre, or at least using a few genre elements, has grown steadily since Blade Runner. Several of Philip K. Dick's works have been adapted to the silver screen. The films Johnny Mnemonic and New Rose Hotel, both based upon short stories by William Gibson, flopped commercially and critically. These box office misses significantly slowed the development of cyberpunk as a literary and cultural form. Although a sequel to the 1982 film Blade Runner was released in October 2017, with Harrison Ford reprising his role from the original film. A rigorous implementation of all core cyberpunk hallmarks in the TV series Max Headroom from 1987, playing in a futuristic dystopia ruled by an oligarchy of television networks, and where computer hacking played a central role in many storylines. Max Headroom has been called the first cyberpunk television series, with deep roots in the Western philosophical tradition. In addition, tech noir as a hybrid genre, as a mean of combining neo-noir and science fiction or cyberpunk. It includes many cyberpunk films, such as Blade Runner, Burst City, Robocop, 12 Monkeys, The Lawnmower Man, Hackers, Hardwire, Strange Days, and even Total Recall. The Japanese cyberpunk genre began in 1982, with the debut of Katsushiro Otomo's manga series Akira and its 1988 anime film adaption, in which Otomo directed, later popularizing the subgenre. Akira inspired a wave of Japanese cyberpunk works, including manga and anime, series such as Ghost in the Shell, Battle Angel Alita, Cowboy Bebop, and Serial Experiments Lane, 
Other early Japanese cyberpunk works include the film Birth City, the original video animation Megazone 23, and the film Tetsuo, the Iron Man. In contrast to Western cyberpunk, which has its roots in new wave science fiction literature, Japanese cyberpunk has roots in underground music culture, specifically the Japanese punk subculture that arose from Japanese punk music scene in the 1970s. The filmmaker, Sogo Ishii, introduced this subculture to Japanese cinema with the punk film Panic High School and the punk biker film Crazy Thunder Road both portraying the rebellion and anarchy associated with punk, and the later featuring a punk biker gang aesthetic. Ishii's punk films paved the way for Otomo's seminal cyberpunk work, Akira. Cyberpunk themes are widely visible in anime and manga. In Japan, where cosplay is popular, Not only did teenagers display such fashion styles, cyberpunk has been accepted and its influence is widespread. Neuromancer's influence dominated the early cyberpunk movement, was also set in Chiba, one of Japan's largest industrial areas. Although at the time of writing the novel, Gibson did not know the location of Chiba and had no idea how perfectly it fit his vision in some ways. The exposure to cyberpunk ideas and fiction in the 1980s has allowed it to seep into the Japanese culture. Cyberpunk anime and manga draw upon a futuristic vision which has elements in common with Western science fiction and therefore has received wide international acceptance outside Japan. The conceptualization involved in cyberpunk is more of forging ahead, looking at new global culture. It's a culture that doesn't exist right now, so the Japanese concept of a cyberpunk future seems just as valid as a Western one. Especially as a Western cyberpunk often incorporates many Japanese elements. William Gibson is now a frequent visitor to Japan and he came to see that many of his visions of Japan have become reality. Modern Japan simply was cyberpunk. The Japanese themselves knew it and delighted in it. I remember my first ever glimpse of Shibuya when one of the young Tokyo journalists who'd taken me there, his face drenched with the light of a thousand media suns, All that towering, animated crawl of commercial information. He said, You see? You see? It's the Blade Runner town. And it was. It so evidently was. Cyberpunk themes have appeared in many anime and manga, including the groundbreaking Appleseed, Ghost in the Shell, Ergo Proxy, Bubblegum Crisis, Angel Cop, 
No Guns Life, Psychopaths, and even the newest Netflix release, Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Akira and its film adaptation influenced many works in animation, comics, film, music, television, and video games. Akira has been cited as a major influence in films such as Chronicle, Looper, and Inception. As well as cyberpunk-influenced video games such as Hideo Kojima's Snatcher, Metal Gear Solid, Valve's Half-Life series, Don't Nod Entertainment's Remember Me, and more. Akira has also influenced the work of musicians such as Kanye West, who paid homage to Akira in the Stronger music video, and Lupe Fiasco, whose album Tetsuo and the Youth is named after Tetsuo Shima. The popular bike from the film, Kanita's Motorbike, appears in Steven Spielberg's film Ready Player One, and CG Project Red's Cyberpunk 2077 video game. And the iconic slide from the film is referenced in many places across Hollywood, even in the latest horror movie, Nope. Ghost in the Shell influenced a number of prominent filmmakers, most notably the Wachowskis in The Matrix and its sequels. The Matrix series took several concepts from the film, including the famous Matrix Digital Rain, which was inspired by the opening credits of Ghost in the Shell, and a sushi magazine, the wife of the senior designer of the animation, Simon Witherly, had in their kitchen at the time. The way the characters access the Matrix through holes in the back of their necks and other parallels have been drawn to James Cameron's Avatar, Steven Spielberg's AI, Artificial Intelligence, and Jonathan Mostow's Surrogates. James Cameron cited Ghost in the Shell as a source of inspiration, saying it was the original influence for Avatar. The video animation, Megazone 23, also has a number of similarities to The Matrix. Battle Angel Alita has a notable influence on filmmakers James Cameron, who was planning to adapt it into a film since 2000. It was an influence on his TV series Dark Angel, and he went on to produce the 2019 film adaptation, Alita Battle Angel. In 1975, Artist Mobius collaborated with writer Dan O'Bannon on a story called The Long Tomorrow, published in the French magazine Metal Hollant. One of the first works to feature elements now seen as exemplifying cyberpunk in comics. It combined influences from film noir and hard-boiled crime fiction with distant sci-fi environments. William Gibson stated that Mobius's artwork for the series, along with other visuals from Metal Hurlant, strongly influenced his 1984 novel Neuromancer. 
the series has had far-reaching impact on the cyberpunk genre. Being cited as an influence in Ridley Scott's Alien and Blade Runner. Mobius later expanded upon the Long Tomorrow's aesthetic with the Incal, a graphic novel collaboration with Alejandro Jodorowsky, published from 1980 to 1988. The story centers around the exploits of a detective named John DeFool in various science fiction settings, and while not confined to the tropes of cyberpunk, it features many elements of the genre. Concurrently, with many other foundational cyberpunk works, DC Comics published Frank Miller's six-issue miniseries Ronin from 1983 to 1984. The series incorporating aspects of samurai culture, martial arts films, and manga is set in the dystopian future New York. It explores the link between ancient Japanese warrior and the apocalyptic crumbling cityscape he finds himself in. The comic also bears similarities to Akira, with highly powerful telepaths playing central roles as well as sharing many key visuals. Ronan would go on to influence many later works, including Samurai Jack and the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, as well as video games such as Cyberpunk 2077. Two years later, Miller himself would incorporate several toned-down elements of Ronan into his acclaimed 1986 miniseries, the Dark Knight Returns, in which a retired Bruce Wayne once again takes up the mantle of Batman in a Gotham that is increasingly becoming dystopian. Paul Pope's Batman, Year 100, published in 2006, also exhibits several traits typical of cyberpunk fiction, such as a rebel protagonist opposing a future authoritarian state and a distinct retro-futuristic aesthetic that makes callbacks to both The Dark Knight Returns and Batman's original appearances in the 1940s. There are many cyberpunk video games. Popular series include Final Fantasy VII and its spin-offs and remake, the Megami Tensei series, Kojima's Snatcher and Metal Gear series, Deus Ex, Syndicate, System Shock and its sequels. Other games like Blade Runner, Ghost in the Shell and the Matrix series are all based upon their movies or role-playing games such as Shadowrun. Several RPGs called Cyberpunk exist. Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2020, Cyberpunk 3.0 and Cyberpunk Red were all written by Mike Pondsmith and published by R. Telsorian Games, and GURPS Cyberpunk, published by Steve Jackson Games as a module of the GURPS family of RPGs. Cyberpunk 2020 
was designed with the settings of William Gibson's writing in mind, and to some extent, his approval. Unlike the approach taken by FASA in producing the transgender Shadowrun game and its various sequels, which mixes cyberpunk with fantasy elements, such as fantasy races like orcs and elves. Both are set in the near future, in a world where cybernetics are prominent. In addition, Iron Crown Enterprises released an RPG named Cyberspace, which was out of print for several years until being re-released in online PDF form. CG Project Red released Cyberpunk 2077, a cyberpunk open-world first-person shooter role-playing video game based on the tabletop RPG Cyberpunk 2020. In 1990, in a convergence of cyberpunk art and reality, the United States Secret Service raided Steve Jackson Games' headquarters and confiscated all of their computers. Officials denied that the target had been the GURPS cyberpunk sourcebook, but Jackson would later write that he and his colleagues were never able to secure the return of the complete manuscript. The Secret Service at first flatly refused to return everything, but agreed to let us copy files. But when we got to their office, restricted us to one set of out-of-date files, and then agreed to make the copies for us. But said tomorrow, every day, from March 4 to March 26. On March 26, we received a set of disks which perpetrated to be our files, but the material was late, incomplete, and well-nigh useless. Steve Jackson Games won a lawsuit against the Secret Service, aided by the new Electronic Frontier Foundation. This event has achieved a sort of notoriety, which is extended to the book itself as well. All published editions of GURPS Cyberpunk have a tagline on the front cover that reads, The book that was seized by the US Secret Service. Inside, the book provides a summary of the raid and its aftermath. Cyberpunk has also inspired several tabletop, miniature, and board games, such as Necromunda by Games Workshop, Netrunner, a collectible card game introduced in 1996 based on the Cyberpunk 2020 role-playing game. Tokyo Nova, debuted in 1993, is a cyberpunk role-playing game that uses playing cards instead of dice. Cyberpunk 2077 set a new record for the largest number of simultaneous players in a single game, with a record of 1,003,262 playing just after the December 10 launch, according to Steam Database. That tops the previous Steam record of 472,962 players set by Fallout 4 back in 2015. The origin of cyberpunk music lies in synthesizer-heavy scores of cyberpunk films such as Escape from New York and Blade Runner. Some musicians and acts have been classified as cyberpunk 
due to their aesthetic style and musical content. Often dealing with dystopian visions of the future or biomechanical themes, some fit more squarely in the category than others. Bands whose music has been classified as cyberpunk include Sidol, Frontline Assembly, Clock DVA, Angel Spit, and Sieg Sieg Sputnik. Some musicians, not normally associated with cyberpunk, have at times been inspired to create concept albums exploring such themes. Albums such as the British musician and songwriter Gary Newman's Replicas, The Pleasure Principle, and Telecon were all heavily inspired by the works of Philip K. Dick. Craftworks, The Man Machine, and Computer World albums both explored the theme of humanity becoming dependent on technology. Nine Inch Nails' concept album Year Zero also fits into this category. Fear Factory's concept albums are heavily based upon the future dystopia, cybernetics, clash between man and machines, and virtual worlds. Billy Idol's cyberpunk drew heavily from cyberpunk literature and cyberdelic counterculture in its creation. One Outside, a cyberpunk narrative-fueled concept album by David Bowie, was warmly met by critics upon its release in 1995. Many musicians have also taken inspiration from specific cyberpunk works or authors, including Sonic Youth, whose album Sister and Daydream Nation take influence from the work of Philip K. Dick and William Gibson, respectively. Madonna's 2001 Drowned World Tour opened with a cyberpunk section, where costumes, aesthetics, and stage props were used to accentuate the dystopian nature of the theatrical concert. Lady Gaga used cyberpunk persona and visual style for her sixth album, Chromatica. Vaporwave and Synthwave are also influenced by cyberpunk. The former has been inspired by one of the messages of cyberpunk and is interpreted as a dystopian critique of capitalism in the vein of cyberpunk and is latter more surface level, inspired only by the aesthetic of cyberpunk as a nostalgic retrofuturistic revival of the aspects of cyberpunk's origins. Writers David Suzuki and Holly Dressel describe the cafes, brand name stores, and video arcades of the Sony Center in Potsdamer Platz, the public square in Berlin, Germany, as a vision of cyberpunk corporate urban future. Several subcultures have been inspired by cyberpunk fiction. These include cyberdelic countercultures of the late 1980s and early 1990s. Cyberdelic, whose adherents refer to themselves as cyberpunks, attempt to bleed the psychedelic art and drug movement with the technology of cyberculture. Early adherents include Timothy Leary, Mark Freudenfelder, and Are You Serious? 
the movement largely faded following the dot-com bubble implosion in the year 2000. Cybergoth is a fashion and dance subculture which draws its inspiration from cyberpunk fiction, as well as rave and gothic subcultures. In addition, a distinct cyberpunk fashion of its own has emerged in recent years, which rejects the raver and goth influences of cybergoth and draws inspiration from urban street fashion, post-apocalypse, functional clothing, high-tech sportswear, tactical uniforms, and multifunction. This fashion goes by names such as Techwear, Goth Ninja, or Tech Ninja. The Kowloon Walled City in Hong Kong, demolished in 1994, is often referenced as the model cyberpunk dystopian slum, as given its poor living conditions at the time, coupled with the city's political, physical, and economic isolation has caused many in academia to be fascinated by the ingenuity of its spawning. As a wider variety of writers began to work with cyberpunk concepts, new subgenres of science fiction emerged, some of which could be considered as playing off the cyberpunk label, others which could be considered as legitimate explorations into newer territory. These focused on technology and its social effects in different ways. One prominent subgenre is steampunk, which is set in an alternate history Victorian era that combines anachronistic technology with cyberpunk's bleak film noir worldview. The term was originally coined in 1987 as a joke to describe some of the novels in Tim Power. James Blaylock and K.W. Jeter, but by the time Gibson and Sterling entered the subgenre with their collaborative novel The Difference Engine, the term was being used earnestly as well. Another subgenre is biopunk. Cyberpunk themes dominated by biotechnology. From the early 1990s, a derivative style building on biotechnology rather than informational technology. In these stories, people are changed in some way, not by mechanical means, but by genetic manipulation. Cyberpunk works have been described as well-situated within postmodern literature. <laughs> 